It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right, we are back. It's fight week, baby. UFC 251 coming at you on Nick Westerfeld. Island. <laughs> and I'm Ty Stewart. Fight Island. And I'm we Zach got, Stewart. We got him back today, folks. His opinion is going to mean heavily on this for us. Well, at least for me it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go to war, baby. <laughs> we got a good show today, guys. We got some good picks for everyone. We're going to make some money this weekend. I feel confident about that. First off, as always, though, let's go over a little news. So, uh, well, What's we'll start going with on, the, Nick. Well, just in case you were living under a fucking rock for the last fucking week, <laughs> um, <laughs> Gilbert Burns has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not be competing in the main event. And I was absolutely devastated. I'm a big Burns fan here. As I was, yes, we all are absolutely devastated, but also at the same time, absolutely ecstatic for oh. the result of what we get instead. Street yes. Jesus. Jorge Masvidal is stepping in, baby. Yep, I got to give him props. Stepping in short notice against an absolute savage. I can't take anything away from the guy. So, we're looking forward to that one. We'll talk about that later. Let's all calm down for a second. <laughs> all right. Breaking news, literally as of just before we were going up here, Mike Perry, unfortunately, just made the headlines. He has been involved in a bar fight last night. I showed these two guys the video. I mean... Dropped a guy with one punch. Doesn't look too good. Yeah, I was going to say, he won that bar fight, hands down. <laughs> hands down, and his corner was right there helping him all the way through it. <laughs> She's officially 2-0. and officially 2-0, even though he was calling her a bitch and not on his side. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. Uh, In seriousness, we'll not a good look for sure. Not a good look. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Not for anybody. Not for the UFC. Not for Mike Perry. He was, you know. A promising star in the sense that he gets views, you know, he, he draws a crowd. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But what, are they, what is that old saying? Any publicity is good publicity, especially in the fight game. Ah, very true, very <laughs> true. We'll, we'll Connor got away with it. Yeah, Connor did get away with it. And Connor couldn't even drop the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God Connor didn't drop the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then unfortunate news, Mike Brown – who is Jorge's corner guy, will not be making the trip uh, as he has tested positive for COVID, as well as another coach from American Top Team. Uh, my worrisome there a little bit, guys, to be honest with you, I'm going to hope that nothing has trans – what would I say? Spread, I guess. Yeah, transpired yeah. and spread. Um, I think it's a little weird that he has it, but somehow Jorge's tests are coming up negative, so – Let's just kind of keep that up, I guess. I, I don't really know what to say. For yeah, me. let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, if, you know, just the whole gym, we don't know what their training conditions have been like. Have they been, you know, in the gym like a normal day? Or are they doing yeah, uh, sure. like Max Holloway out there, Zoom fucking oh my God. workouts? I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> if you believe that, I think you're a fool. He was I the one who said it. I, I know, but I don't, I don't believe it for one second, man. It's just like the people who believe that Jorge ate a whole pizza. Fools. 
Yeah. Yeah, fools. He took a bite. <laughs> a man only took a bite. He might not even have taken a bite, honestly. He might have even just lied about that. Uh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe lied. So I think yeah, he's actually biting it in the photo. Chewed it and spit it out. Chewed yeah. it out. Chewed it out. Just a little taste and then spit it right out. Yeah. All right. A little fight news that was announced. Uh, Uriah Hall today is calling out Yoel Romero. No, they, they've signed, right? They've signed. They're going to fight. They haven't signed yet. Oh, okay. He's, he, he's just, he's, he's saying he wants to go after Yoel Romero and hopes that that would earn him a middleweight title shot. And it should. Um, no. Yeah, no. Yoel Romero is hands down the baddest dude at 185 pounds, not named Israel Adesanya or Paulo Costa. It might be. I don't well, think that's yes, but I don't think well one. I don't think that was a very good choice for Yara Hall because it's stylistically a terrible matchup for him. Um, and two, I don't. That, that's not this. That's not the step that he needs to get into that middleweight contention. I, that's my opinion on it. I and don't Yo, think that beating Yo Romero is gonna. Yeah. yeah, it's not gonna jump jump you to the top of the list, but. Eh. Well, we'll let's see, think man. about it. Like, we'll see. who do you who do you say is the next one eighty five pound contender after Paulo Costa? That's right. No, there isn't anybody. That's true. All it's going to take is Very one. True. Someone just has to, you know, put a stamp on a win, and they'll get the next shot. There's Very no one true. like in Very your true. mind besides Kevin. But Gatsby. I do love Uriah Hall. He's an exciting fighter, so you know, I, I got no problem with Uriah Hall. For sure. Uh, For busy sure. fight. That'll be. But great. he's on the wrong side of thirty, in my opinion. Uh, yes. We'll have to see what happens. Ben Askren trying to stay relevant as well just today, announcing that uh, he thinks he put the spotlight on Jorge Masvidal, and he should deserve <laughs> some credit for this. I he love said, the, He is such a good troll. Credit. His he quote is, 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 I let him shine. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta oh, man. He's yeah. such a good sport Gotta about the whole scenario. Man. I got to say. Is. It's, a lot, it's a lot of fun to read his comments and see what he has to say because he does. He takes the piss out of himself and enjoys it. For sure. Um, now, back to COVID stuff. Unfortunately, Paul Felder has, has not tested. Sorry, he hasn't tested positive yet, but he was sitting on the airplane next to someone who has tested positive. So, he will not be commentating this weekend, which finds Michael Bisbing has come out and said that he is now basically commentating all fight cards at Yaz Island, as far as he knows. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm sure he'll do a great job, as always. Uh, I do like Paul Felder's insight, though, a little more than his, to be honest with you. I, but we'll see what I mean about that. Yeah, so they're both great either way. Can't complain. Yeah. Uh, I thought what was funny was uh, Mike Bisbing, here's a quote from him. He said, I get to stay a little longer now commentating fights. I'm sorry, Paul, but I'm not that sorry because I will be making your cash, baby boy. I'm sure Paul is visiting. No, go on. Sorry. I, I actually like Michael Bisping as a commentator just because he, he says things that come to mind that most other people wouldn't say. That's true. And it's brutal honesty. You know, it's good old yeah. English brutal honesty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. And then just back to Masvidal real quick. This is a pretty crazy little fact here. Uh, casinos and whatnot are already reporting that they are saying that Masvidal is hitting Conor McGregor numbers right now in their sports books. There are more people that have put bets so far down on Masvidal than on Usman, Aldo, Holloway, and Volkanovski all combined. 
Shit. That's, that's crazy. So that line must be evening out. I mean, what what's that line really at right now? Well, you guys know? Well, yeah, we'll get we'll get back to, when we get to that fight. I'm yeah. sorry, okay, when we get to it. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to share a little fact. But yeah, let's um, let's do it. Let's jump into the card. All right. So um, well, we're gonna be starting off with our boys um, lock of the week from our last episode. It's gonna be Makwan Amir Khani. Coming in 15 and four as a minus 200 fav, uh, favorite in the featherweight division versus Danny Henry, 12 and three at plus 175. Break it down. Yeah, um, I like this fight. Um, Makwan Amir Khani, he is a Finnish wrestling champion in freestyle and a two-time champion in Greco-Roman style wrestling. He's got some really impressive takedowns. He changes levels really well. Good top control. The only real serious issue that we have seen with him is that his gas tank. He just seems to fade very quickly. He's a first-round stud, and then in the second round, he slows down, and by the third, it's, it's a real struggle for him. And if you have a strong cardio, you're going to be ta- able to take him out pretty quickly. Um, where Danny Henry here, I was actually very impressed with him on the tape and is a little bit surprised that he is a plus-175 underdog. He made his UFC, UFC debut against Daniel Timor, who's a strong Muay Thai fighter. He was rocked three times in the first round, was getting dominated, but he came back to win it um, with a fight of the night honors and just solid cardio. And on top of that, he has some really slick submissions. And for the money, honestly, I, I hate to go against our boy, but I'm actually going to take Danny Henry on this one. All right. Um, real quick, I'm sorry. Zach, you got to tell your dad he's got to stop. That noise. Yeah. He's like literally. No, pops. Sorry. They they can hear everything you're doing, so you're gonna have to calm down and hang out upstairs. <laughs> Apologies, right. guys. No, no. All right, guys. Um back to this one. So I just want to put this out there. This was a pick from Ryan at Combat Sports Betting. Uh he came up with this for us, which is why we're breaking this one down. Now, so Ty, you're you're going Danny Henry on this, huh? Yeah, I, for the plus money, and honestly, it's just coming down to the cardio factor that Danny Henry can go 15 minutes hard, and we've only seen one of it in the UFC, but it was on a three-week short fight, short notice fight, and he didn't even know who his opponent was when he first accepted it, and that's what really impressed me. We'll have to see. I mean, I watched the Danny Gay fight, and I thought he looked terrible, honestly, and Danny Gay was able to drop him and submit him. So, well, yeah, but that's, again, first, like, not to just counterpoint, but it's first round, he got rocked. Danny Ige took advantage of the situation. I, I, I got it you wasn't that. a 15-minute round dominant. Come on, that's the, our boy Danny Ige, a Hawaii banger right exactly. there. <laughs> I, see, I honestly see the same thing happening. I mean, Americami has great boxing skills and can submit people. He's already proven that. Danny Henry hasn't. I, I really think Americami is an easy pick on that one. Uh, I don't see anything there from Henry like you saw. You could absolutely be right. The whole um, gas tank thing, we'll have to see how he does, but I I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, I, we'll see what happens on Saturday night, man. It'll be a good <laughs> fight to watch either way. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And that's the main event of the prelims, or is that? No, a, that's no, just a middle. It's like one of the okay, first okay. ones, actually. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so now next... we're, let's jump to the yeah, let's jump to the main card. Yeah. Jump into the main card, the exciting stuff. The first fight of the night is going to be Amanda Rebus, 9-1, minus $1,000 favorite, fighting Ooh. the flyweight division versus Paige Van Zandt, 8-4, plus 650. 
All right. Who wants to start All I got to say about uh, – yeah, I'll start it off. All I got to say about this one is get the lotion and the tissue out, boys. We've got two certified dime pieces going at it. If there is going to be a grease <laughs> game, let it be this fight. <laughs> Bro, these girls are fucking dime pieces. Have you seen both of them? It's going to be great. Uh, but other than their great looks, um, I don't really see too much of an exciting fight here. Uh, um, most of them – both of them usually go to decision. Um, Rebus's main uh, big-name win would be Mackenzie Dern by unanimous decision. Um, I guess Van Zandt's known for finishing, but in reality, she doesn't have that many finishes in the UFC. Um, her The big KO win that everybody thinks of is against Rawling, where she head kicks her and follows up. But, um, yeah, I don't know who I'd pick in this. You know, it's really a toss-up. Well, and that's what I'm going to say, too. I think it's really interesting that the odds are so back and forth on it, honestly. Because, first off, I love when women fights are big discrepancies like this. Like, I, I you know, when it's I, – I hate, don't mean to talk shit about women here. I'm not saying that, so don't anyone message us and say I'm a fucking whatever. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know, especially in women MMA, like, truly anything can happen. That's the truth. Now, on paper – you got to look at it on paper, though. I mean, Rebus is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and in Judo. I mean, that's a pretty big deal to me right there. Van Zant, I think she's only a purple belt, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Kai? Yeah, it's, yeah. that sounds about right. I don't so actually know that I, information. That, I you know, and this goes back to what um, I've been hearing from Ty all week about people's styles. I mean, I think Van, Van Zant only has a couple tools in her toolbox that she's going to be able to use, and it, her tools that she has won't be able to beat this girl is what it looks like but like i said this is women's mma i mean i think i'm going with rebus on this that's what i'm going with just looking at the stats and the facts but with such a big discrepancy i mean you got to throw 20 dollars on it at least just if you have the money by all means if you don't have the money to be gambling then don't touch don't mess with that fight at all it's it is it's kind of a this is a throw a little dollar out there and see if it comes back to you. That's all it is. It yeah, could for happen. shits and giggles, throw $20 on it. And if yeah. she wins by some miraculous thing, you've won $130. Exactly. Uh, it's like, it just makes the, the fight more exciting for you for watching sure. it and puts you more emotionally invested in it. I mean, we got to look at the history of women's fights that have been in huge difference, odds difference. I mean, oh, there's no way Holly Holm's going to win. There's just no way. That's a stupid bet. Oh, really? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> so, Look, yep, go on, go on, sorry. No, 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 I just saying, just because of that is why. I can tell you, though, if this was a more realistic, if they didn't do a minus $1,000 on Rebus and it was only minus 200 though, I would honestly put $200 to win $100 on Rebus. I, I truly would. Yeah, um, I'm with Nick on this one. Rebus is definitely the pick of who I think is going to win, and – Look, she's a tall, lanky fighter. She's got good speed, good power in her hands, very technically sound. Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. She does do a great job of controlling her opponents when she is on top. She doesn't have devastating ground and pound. It's very solid. She does put damage. She's also very impressive in the clinch with her control and also her knees there. Paige Van Zandt, on the other hand, is she's not really a specialist in any area, but she's very well-rounded in all the areas. She can submit you. She does have some very good strikes, very flashy. She can be very entertaining. 
Um, one of the reasons I am going to say, like, you should just throw $20 on it. This is the last fight on her contract. She wants to win this fight because if she loses, she's not going to get paid as much, no matter where she goes. Where if she wins, she could get a big contract from Bellator or from the UFC. You know, if it's flashy and impressive, she does do that little um, jump kick where she did rock that girl. It's going to be an exciting fight, I think, but you have to give the advantage to Rebus. It's going to be tough for her to beat her, but hey, just throw 20 bucks. Who cares? Now, the other thing I just want to say real quick, and I wish I brought this up sooner, guys. You know, I, I do look at facts and everything, but I also look at the conditions of what's happening around people at this moment. As I've said in past shows on that Wednesday night card, it's Wednesday night. Weird shit's going to happen. Now, this is one of those fights, though, that this really could play into effect. This fight is going to be starting at 2 a.m. in the morning, I believe. Actually, no. This one's going to oh, be shit. at 4 a.m. in the morning is when they're going to be coming out for them. Mm. That uh, You have to say that something weird. There's weird oh, that shit that could happen. Oh, that would definitely play a role. 100%. And if they're going to play a role, it could play a role in the favor of Paige Van Zandt, honestly. Just because the underdog has the advantage in that situation. Uh, just going to put that out there, you know. That's going to be a weird, weird thing for some of these guys. And that could play a role in all these fights, honestly. But especially this one. This one is going to be the first one out. So the time is going to be real early in the morning. So just got to put that out there. Shit. All right. I didn't know that. So that's an interesting fact. Yeah, they're tailoring the fight card for North America still, the timing-wise. Because I see. Yeah. since there's no fans in the stands, they don't need to tailor it for the place they're at. So that's why they're doing it like this. So right, yeah. And hey, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. It definitely is going to play a factor. How big a factor? I don't know. I I personally don't put much weight into these things. I just kind of just still go by the base of the the fighters themselves and what I see when I'm watching them fight. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But ne- but yeah. Next up, we got. My personal favorite fight of the night here, Jessica Andrade, 20 and 7, plus 175 underdog fighting the strawweight division versus Rose Namajunas, 8 and 4, minus 200. Nick, why don't you start us off? I mean, Jessica Andrade did exactly what I think all of us thought she was going to do the second she won that gold from Rose. She turned around and lost it as fast as fucking possible. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought was going to happen when she won. I literally said, oh, this is another quick turnaround champ right there. So, you know, and then I just got to be honest, that, that slam she did on Rose was super lucky. There's no way that happens again. I, I was watching some show about her talking about how she's been training that move. If you truly think you're going to do that again to Rose, you're out of your fucking mind, and you're already lost as far as I'm concerned. I mean, watching some tape, Pat Berry, there's no way we'll let that happen again. You want to talk about a guy who's going to come up with answers to things? That's the fucking dude. There's just no way. Um, so that's what I got. Rose, not only that, guys, pick, them up, pick of the week right there on that one. You want to put some money down and win some? That's the fight. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely willing to I'm, – I'm honestly thinking about putting down the 400 just to win $200 on this fight. I'm a huge Thug Rose fan here. Look, in the last fight, Thug was just tooling her. She was picking her apart. She got slammed to the ground a couple times, was going for submissions. She was just working her. 
everywhere that they went. It was just a very unfortunate Andrade, giving her credit here, just did a perfect slam, spiked her right on the head, knocked her out pretty much, and then just made quick work of it. But she's not really an impressive – like, she's physically impressive in the sense of she's a, she has that bullying style. She come, she, she's a pressure fighter. It's right in your face. She prefers a brawl. She is a, a BJJ dude. black belt. She's a yeah. dude. <laughs> hey, let's keep it clean here on this girl. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to be offensive to women. Have you seen that haircut? <laughs> Have you seen her haircut? My God. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to, there's, there's worse haircuts in the UFC than that. No, but I, <laughs> I would agree with you guys that I think uh, Thug Rose will probably win this fight. Um, Andrade's resume is not that impressive. The big names on her resume are all losses. to Raquel Pennington got choked out. Joanna Young-Jacek beat her in a decision. Wei Li knocked her out and I think it was the first round. Uh, Liz Caramouche also TKO'd her early on um, in her career in the UFC. Where, you know, Thug Rose, her big names are Joanna Young, Jacek, uh, Michelle Watterson, Paige Van Zandt, and Angela Hill. Those are all wins that she has over all those people. Um, it'll be a good fight. I do think Rose will win, but I think it will be a decision for Rose. I don't think I that they are going to be a finishing fight um, or up for knockout of the night or anything like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, sure. I think Rose has only finished two fights in the first round, and that was uh, the fight against Joanna Young-Jacek and um, Angela Hill. Yeah. yeah. Well, Andrade is definitely tough enough not to go down. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't discredit her there at all. Um, but I – I just saying Rose was definitely touching her up in that first fight, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. And she just made a little error there and got caught just like it happens sometimes. And she's, I think she's been rebuilt better than before, honestly. Yeah. Well, here's a good question think, for you guys. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. I honestly think that, um, you know, on her best day, she's the best in the world in her weight class. She's just gonna, I think she's literally gonna pick her apart just dismantle her and make it look like an easy night's work. And then she'll be fighting Whaley for the title. And then, well, that's obvious. So that's obvious to see what career path for Rose, if she wins, Um, like, let's say Andrade loses, what's going to happen with her career? Like, who's she going to fight? Is she going to, I guess, get a rematch with um, Joanna Young-Jacek? Because realistically, she's not going to come, even if she wins this fight, she's not going to get a shot at Whaley. She just lost to Whaley in the first round. True. Right. That could be a so good. Where, that that could be a good matchup though, because they're both coming off a loss then, right? So that could yeah. be a good match for both of them. See who comes on. Who that would be a who's going to continue on in this sport, basically. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or or at least in this organization. Yeah. We'll have to see. All right. Yep. Um, next, our first title fight of the evening. All first right. of three, we have oh, Peter Yan, the Russian sensation, fourteen and one. Minus 240 fighting in the Bantamweight division, fighting Jose Aldo, 28 and 6, plus 200 underdog. Zach, why don't you start us off? All right. Um, people are saying that this is going to be a changing of the guard, you know, old school, new school. Um, my personal opinion is I think that Aldo will be able to pull out this victory. Uh, Jan's resume isn't very impressive, although watching him fight really is. I mean, when you watch him fight, there's something. What is it, Cowboy, who said uh, about Paul Felder when he watched him fight? I don't know what it is, but he's got it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the way I look at Jan. Um, 
when he fights. But realistically, Jose Aldo is a more seasoned veteran, uh, a lot more experience under his belt. Uh, Peter Jan's 27. He's 6-0 in the UFC. Um, but the biggest name on his resume was John Dodson. Um, he has three finishes and three unanimous decisions. So um, the only first-round finish he had was against uh, Ishihara, um, where Aldo, 10-5 and five in the UFC, uh, his, you know, law, his last fight was a bad decision to uh, Marlon Moraes. Um, before that, he had um, – what did he have? He had two wins, one versus Mui Kano, uh, second round TKO, and then uh, two decisions. So I think Aldo will be able to pull this out. Okay. Okay. What do you think there, Nick? Well, I want to start with this. This is where the start of the night begins. And it's going to be amazing. As a gambler now, this is some scary shit. I mean, you have to make a decision between Kamaru Usman and then a name like Jorge Masvidal. Then you have to make a decision, Volkanovski and Holloway. Then you got to make a decision, Jan versus Aldo. I mean, your gut initially tells you how the fuck do you bet against Aldo, Holloway, or Masvidal. If you, if you don't know stylistics and you're not looking at anything, you just automatically assume like, the money's there. I mean, and these are all underdog guys. This is so this is going to be crazy. My job here is to tell you guys who I think is going to win. Who I'm going to bet on could be a different story. <laughs> just <Right>. say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you this. I think Peter Yawn's going to win. I don't, although it just hasn't been the same since Conor McGregor or Max have knocked him out. I mean, there's no, no doubt about that. You can't deny that. For sure. Of course, now this is a different division. Aldo's trying to make a comeback. Hey, these are good points. But, I mean, Jan is on the rise, and there's no stopping that dude. And, yeah, his resume is not that impressive, but he still did beat 14 guys and only lost one, which is hard feat to do no matter what. I, I just think Jan is coming up. You want to take the safe, safe bet there is Peter Jan. That's who I'm picking to win the fight. Now, that night, by this time, I'll have probably have taken two or three shots. I'll have probably a six-pack in me, and I'll be ready to gamble. And when I'm going to be gambling, I'm going to bet the fucking farm on Jose Aldo because how the <laughs> fuck do you bet against Jose Aldo? It's either you don't bet or you bet on the dude. You know what I mean? That's kind of his, his role in this whole thing. It's going to be a hard thing to do for sure, but – for the fans' sake, <laughs> keep your pocketbook, your pocketbook fucking in your pants. Peter Yan. Yeah. Um, I'm actually with Nick on this one as well. I do think Peter Yan is the more likely guy to win this look. Uh, he has received the master of sport in boxing and mixed martial arts. He's got knockout power. There's no denying that. The way he just – he was losing the fight in my eyes to Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera was working with those leg kicks. He's – ridiculously fast but Peter Young was just able to walk him up against the fence and then just throw those little feints and just dropped him at the end of every single round it was just pure it was a masterpiece of masterpiece at work right there however like I was saying Jimmy Rivera was able found most success with the leg kicks he was really working on and I think if he kept up with it it would have been a completely different fight. He, I think he got rocked. He probably just had the cobwebs, wasn't thinking as clearly as he would have liked to. Where that is, all those specialty are his leg kicks. However, in his last two fights, 
he has not been using them. In his last fight, he only threw one leg kick the entire time. He's actually been talking about, was talking about making, you know, a transfer into professional boxing, and he's been working a lot in his boxing, and you saw that in the last fight. He really was against Marais just being a lot more reckless than he usually is. He's usually very conservative, very high guard, you know, really picks his shots. But there, he was really swinging a lot, leaving himself open, and that's what really makes me worried is that Jan is a great at seeing those openings and taking advantage of them. But I have to think Jose Aldo and his corner are smart and they know and have seen the weakness in Peter Jan because when he does swing for those big punches, his lead leg is really far out there and will be perfect for Aldo's leg kicks. Um, I do think Jan is going to win, but, you know, I'm, I'm honestly probably going to throw some money down on Aldo just because the chance is he could win this fight as long as he, you know, utilizes his kicks like he should. We just haven't seen it lately. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys said that. I have it in my notes here that leg kicks will be the determining factor in this fight. Uh, yeah, but I have it for either side. I have it I mean. for Jan using the leg kicks as well. That's what this is all about. It's just if Jose, if Jose shows up, we got to fight. But if Jose's been doing the same shit that he's been doing, it's just like, okay, well, we yeah. already kind of knew it. You know? We need Aldo to make this a kickboxing match, not a boxing 100%. match. 100%. Yeah, very yeah. true. Very true. 100%. Um, and the all next right. fight... You know, for us Hawaii boys, this is a big one for us. Oh, it's Alex. yeah. This is a big one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky, 21 and 1, minus 220, fighting for the Featherweight Championship versus Max Holloway, 21 and 5, as a plus 185 <clears throat> underdog. Who wants to go first, man? Somebody just raise a hand. <laughs> I'll say it. Who's Volkanovsky beat besides Aldo? That's right. Fucking no one. Fucking yeah, uh, no one. <laughs> His yeah, no names jump bullshit. <laughs> um, Chad Mendez is the only real name that he's actually beaten. That's right. Exactly. That was it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We were able to actually name one. Oh, one. man. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you guys something. I mean, no, he did. Well, he did beat Jose Aldo uh, by decision. That's what I said. Decision. I said Aldo. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Aldo. I, sorry. I said, sorry. who has he beaten besides Aldo? <laughs> besides, no, sorry. Sorry. Mission. Not paying yeah. attention. Not paying yeah. attention. <laughs> no. This is what I think, man. I think Holloway had an off night that night. He wasn't – he never really got in his groove until the later rounds. I mean, when you look at records here alone, it speaks for itself. Holloway, Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega, Aldo two times, Anthony Pettis, Jeremy Stevens, Charles Oliveira, Cub Swanson, mm-hmm. Ricardo Lamas. I mean, that's just to name some names. You don't get to that level and then just, oh, I don't know how to block leg kicks. I, I don't know how to fight. This kid knows how to fucking fight. There's no doubt about that. He's going to have an answer for this dude. If this dude thinks he's going to come in there and just throw, throw a couple leg kicks and point fight him again and win, he's truly mistaken. This is going to be the fight of the night. I, I can see it already. This is probably going to be the fight of the night. Guys are going to bonuses and whatnot. It's probably going to come out of this one, in my opinion. I mean, you had Holloway in that last fight. I know Ty's going to get into this. So, Ty, just real quick, though. You said you yeah. did have Max scored winning the last round, correct? No, I had Max losing all five rounds. On my, I have the scorecard here. Okay. I'll put it up to the screen. I don't know if it, we is it showing it. it. No, okay, anyways, anyways, it says it, the only one that I didn't put one, I put it the first round was a draw because it was so close. I couldn't really decide. But if you put a gun to my head, I said Volkanovsky won it. Okay. 
Now, most judges did see Max winning the last round. I think it was two, two yes, judges. Yes, two judges, saw, yes. yes. So that goes to show you, though, that he figured it out by the end of the fight. Obviously, if we would have had more rounds, which we don't, there might have been a different outcome. I'm not saying that's – there's nothing yeah. to say there. That's what if, and there is no such thing as what ifs. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm here interested. Zach, what do you got? Um, no, no, I definitely think Max Holloway is going to come away with this win. Um, you know, he's the crafty veteran at this point. You know, he's only 29 years old. He's still two years younger than um, Volkanovski. But to his credit, what, he has 21 fights in the UFC. And like you named all those people, he is at the top of his game. He's only getting better. Uh, the one thing that does worry me was just his interviews and talking about his training camp and how a lot of workouts were over Zoom. Um, him not sparring to me um, isn't a bad thing. I actually think it's most likely beneficial for him and most fighters for the most part at their level. At that high caliber, they have everything they need. They just really need to sharpen those tools. Um, they don't necessarily need to be out there scrapping in the gym and letting somebody try to make a name off of you um, sure. in the gym to, to move up. I don't yeah, think I like it, that take. I don't yeah. think it's true though. Honestly, I know we were talking about a little bit earlier. I, I don't, I don't think he was over Zoom, man. Like it's fucking Max Holloway. I don't know. He they, said he literally said that he would not let uh, Mini Bless go out and ride his bike in the street because he is that afraid of coronavirus. Maybe so if he's that, I mean, if he's that stressed about it, uh, I would think that he's taking, he's doing Zoom workouts. But that that just not my be. not it did it, it didn't give me any confidence in saying that max holloway is going to win this fight although i do believe it yeah mm. well um just for me i'm sorry i'm gonna have to go against both of you i do think alexander Volkanovski is gonna win this Ooh, fight guys. don't do it sorry just watching the fight um just some couple things i just want to say about max really quick is since the dustin poirier fight he i thought it was just the Volkanovski fight he wasn't himself but looking back, even against Edgar, he wasn't quite himself either. Mm. He's become a lot more flat-footed. He's really known for his movement, his stance switches, and his volume. Yes, at the end of the Edgar fight, the volume really started to come out. But he seemed very tentative. He seemed more flat-footed. It seemed like after the Poirier fight, he's trying to like put his feet down more and have heavier shots, put more behind his punches. Because I mm. think that was what was missing in his Dustin Poirier fight. But it's taken away from his movement. He's not switching stances. He's staying in that orthodox stance, and he's trying to box guys. Frankie Edgar had success with the leg kicks, as we saw with Volkanovski. He does have pinpoint accuracy, which is one of my favorite things about Max. Is once he finds his range, man, he is just on it. He's going to keep tapping you, tapping you, tapping you. Um, but I'm just a little worried that he's trying to become more of a power puncher, and he's taking away from his game. Where Volkanovski here... He's, I think he's the faster fighter. I think he's the stronger fighter. He's got one punch knockout power. Max does not have that. We haven't seen it yet. He's a guy who can pick you apart, work you over a few rounds, and then land a few big shots and put you away. You know what I mean? Um, Alexander Volkanovsky here trains over at Tiger Muay Thai, has sensational leg kicks, great knees in the clinch. His boxing is really solid as well. And what's incredible is that was his first five-round fight, and he did not look in the least bit like, he struggled with it at all. He seemed like, you know, he's been doing that forever. Um, the ways I do see Max being able to win this, there was one thing I really noticed that Volkanovski does that is could be his demise is 
he really does duck his head a lot. Like he just drops it down and looks down towards the mat. Now, I thought a few times, you know, if Max does that jumping knee that he likes to do, he could nail him a couple of times in the fight. I was like, dude, that's what you got to do. Set that thing up. I think maybe he, you know, if he watches the tape, maybe he'll see that. I think that knees and uppercuts. I think those will be his two big tools. If he does actually end up winning this fight, those will be the things that will help him win it. But I just, I think the things about Alexander is his striking is great. He's got that knockout power. And then on top of that, his willingness to, to at least try to take Max down, giving him an extra tool to win this fight mm. is going to be the deciding factor. Whereas let's be realistic. If Max is getting tooled on the feet, what's his plan B? He doesn't have one. He's not a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. He's not an elite level wrestler. He is a boxer. He is a high level boxer. But Volkanovsky, if he starts to get picked apart on the feet, I would believe that he would shoot for a takedown and he'll probably get one. And, you know, he'll win rounds like that. I think this will be a much more – I think for Volkanovski, this is going to be a much more dominant fight than the first one. Sorry to drag on. I like that take. That's it. That's, <laughs> no, no, that's a good take. I mean, uh, all three of Holloway's last fights that you were just talking about all were unanimous decision law, uh, unanimous decisions. He lost to Volkanovski, he beat Edgar, and he lost to Poirier. So those were all five-round uh, fights. You know, that yeah. takes its toll on you for sure. But you got to remember, before that, uh, there was four, four TKOs in a row. He finished Ortega, he finished Aldo twice, and he finished Pettis. So I, I like your take on that maybe he's a little more flat-footed and trying to put more power in his punches because that's what most people said lost him that fight uh, against Poirier. But um, I just don't see him not bringing that, home, that belt home back to Hawaii, man. That's, uh... Like Nick said, I think this is the most likely out of the five on the main card. Oh, you do see it happening. Oh, I do. I know. I don't oh. see him not bringing it home. Oh, He's okay. definitely going to bring that belt home. Uh, yeah, I used a double I mean, negative there. Sorry. This is what I'm going to say in defense to what you said. The only thing I can think of, and I saw what you saw too, but we got to look at it. You got to look at it like this. Max has won all these fights by tailoring his fighting style to combat all these people. That is how he's won all these long list of fights he's done. So if you say he's standing flat-footed, of course he's going to stand flat-footed against um, Frankie. He was probably worried about being taken down the whole fucking time. He had to, right? Yeah, that, so, that's totally possible. And then against, and, uh, against um, Dustin, of course he had to fucking put power in those punches. This is the only thing he had to do. He knew he's like... Well, no, he wasn't. No, that's the thing. He wasn't flat-footed against Dustin. He was using that movement and the switching of stances in that fight. And I think because, like we were saying, was Sorry, the like difference said, was the power. Yeah. That. So that's, but let's see what I'm saying is his coaches come up with a game plan of how to combat someone is what they kind of do for him. If you ever, right. if you go back and look at all of his fights, that's kind of the way they go about it is what is Max's positives going to do to beat this dude, you know? And I think the last fight they just didn't have it. This one, I, I think he's going to be dialed in, dude. I, I just, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, this is going to, like you said, Nick, I agree with you. Out of yeah. the five main card fights, this, this is the most likely to be yeah. fight of the night. This is probably yeah. likely the fight of the night for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Especially the pressure, the added pressure that's going to be on Max Holloway um, because this will cement his legacy as one of the greatest featherweights of all time. If he yes. can lose to Volkanovski and come back and win, Wins. you know, a lot of people say the reason GSP is the greatest welterweight of all time was because he lost, came back and avenged his losses. So if Holloway can do that, um, you know, there's no doubt that he will be in that, that well, GOAT category. As yep. Holloway said, 
order will be restored on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good line. Good, Good line. line. Order will be restored. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We've had enough of the appetizers. Let's it's time to watch the main course, the, the one everybody course. wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Right. Kamara Usman, 16-1, and one, coming in as a minus 250 favorite, fighting in the welterweight division for the title against the BMF, Jorge Masvidal, Street Jesus, 35-13, and 13, plus 210. I'm just going to start it off because I already know where the other two are going to talk me, about. Hang on. Well, let me just put a breakdown on this real quick. Let's just the buildup of this. You know, both of these guys don't like each other, and both of them consider each other fake. Now, that's, that's a new whole rarity. I mean, we had it a little bit against Covington, but now both of them are saying each other's fake. You know, that, that's crazy to me. We're going to find out. Um, yeah. And right now you got Masvidal has decided to become the new Conor McGregor, basically. He is putting himself is. in that spotlight. He is. Then, but I actually like it a little better because, as you say, I love the drama of everything. But he's not being fake like Conor McGregor kind of would push the, the thing. He's just being himself, and this shit's coming out. So, You're not fake if you tune somebody up backstage after you just fought. 100%. That ain't 100%. fake, okay? That ain't look, fake. look, that was – so three piece in a soda was beautiful, man. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. The guy after the fight is baby. entertaining. But yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and yeah, be first no, to break no, this okay. down. No, no, yeah. Just let just, me do my thing. Let me no, just do my no, thing I now. I no, just no, I appreciate it. Background. So yeah. I'm just I'm gonna start off like this. I was telling Nick earlier. There's a glass of Kool-Aid that's been poured at my table, and then there's a glass of cat piss next to it. You think I don't want to drink that glass of Kool-Aid, guys? I want to fucking drink that thing down. Be entertained as fuck see the amazing fights that could be organized after this, but I'm going to have to drink that shitty-ass glass of cat piss because that's reality right there, okay? Kamara Usman is an NCAA Division II national champion. He's got insane cardio. He's got great takedowns. He's got a very similar style to GSP, in my personal opinion. He likes to pin guys up against the cage, wear on them, and he just breaks people. Look, we all know it. Jorge's chances, he's got to knock him out in the first or the second round. And I just can't see that happening. The one thing with Jorge that we saw in the Nate fight was he did win it. Hands down, he was fucking tooling Nate Diaz. But after the third round, it, he wasn't very tired, but you could see that he was starting to get a little winded, having to catch his breath. And that's while he was doing what he does best to someone. Now imagine he's going to go up against the guy who's just going to hang on him, force him to wrestle with him. I just, I'm having a difficult time seeing the road to victory for Jorge here. I'm, it's, I got to pick Usman here. All right, I'm going to take over here. <laughs> you know, Ty, you've got, you've got to put all the facts away because the fight game really doesn't care about facts and numbers, you know, or names that you beat. Sometimes it's just a feeling, Okay. And let me fucking tell you, boys, I have got the strongest feeling coming from deep down in my plums that my boy, Jorge Masvidal, is going to pull this out. All right. It's a rumbling in my plums. All right. You just feel it. The energy that that guy brings to the table, the fight, the upgrade. I mean, six days notice. This guy's in the most ideal situation any fighter could ever be in win 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 no matter what happens if he yeah. just so happens to 
maybe slip and lose to Kamar Usman. Oh, I took it on six days' notice. When he puts a beatdown on Kamar Usman, he is going to eclipse Conor McGregor's status in the world of MMA. Everybody will know exactly who that man is and how bad he is. Right. Well, I have a quick question for you. And I asked Nick this the other day. So do you believe Jorge was training for this fight already? I believe that he would have been training knowing that it was an opportunity to get a money fight. Absolutely. Okay. Then I don't want to hear when he loses this fight that, oh, he took it on six, uh, oh, all short day. notice. No, I'm going to tell you all day. If he loses, it's all day. Six day notice. Bro. Come on now. No. Come on can't, now. Sorry. You can't have it both ways, <laughs> Ty, man. That's, how, Ty, that's uh, how the MMA world works, okay? That's how it works out here. He didn't get a three-month <laughs> fight cap, okay? Come on now. I'm going to say this. Um, it was confirmed today by Dustin Poirier masvidal was training the entire time he he came out and said it he said masvidal was in the gym with him every day going through his his camp just like it was his own so there's no doubt i mean also now i know we're saying all these things we're talking about yeah he was gassing against nate diaz but we're also talking about nate diaz here i mean nate diaz is a cardio freak man you said it yourself. I mean, this is a guy doing oh, triathlons yeah. and doing all sorts of shit. He honestly is probably in better shape than fucking Usman is, to be honest with you, as far as that goes. Cardio-wise? I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. So you think Usman would do a fucking 20-mile bike ride and be fine against Nate? You really think that? Yep. I don't, I don't think that I think at all. so. No, I think, I think Nate would have a better cardio. But don't get me wrong. Look, I love Usman, all right? I think he is the top of the top of the welterweight division in history. Yeah. You know, um, after wiring your boy, Colby, the king yeah, of the man. scrubs, Covington, after yeah. wiring his, his jaw shut, you know. That's the people's champ you're talking about, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the king of the scrubs, Covington, <laughs> over there, all right? That's what his new name is. Okay. Yeah. But, hey, you know. Like I said, I got this feeling rumbling in my plums. But I, ask I, me again after that Rebus Van Zant fight. I might have some post-plum clarity. You never know. Those oh, two no. dime pieces going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think you, you have to give the credit here. I mean, Masvidal has said, and, and Dustin also acknowledged this today during an interview with him, saying, you know, Masvidal has brought in some very high elite top tier wrestlers for training. And yeah, it's if anyone thinks that Masvidal hasn't had a training camp for this, they're they're widely mistaken, they're hugely mistaken. I mean, they said he because we have to remember this was the fight that was supposed to happen already. Right. They they were training for this. So, I don't know, man. Is is Usman's cardio probably better than um Masvidal's? 100%. I'm not going to there's oh, yeah. no way. It definitely is. But to think that he has no game plan against the wrestling thing, I mean, he's already was known as one of the better take has one, having one of the better takedown defenses out of anyone in the UFC. Your boy DC said this. Okay, yeah, DC can <laughs> say it. But when you watch the tape, it don't lie when Darren Till is taking you down. Okay, like I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not gonna say you got great takedown defense when a Muay Thai fighter who has no wrestling background successfully takes you to the ground, and he wasn't really trying that hard. Well, he got knocked is what happened. Right? No, no. He caught a leg kick and took him to the ground. Okay, he did well. get dropped, too. He did get dropped, too. Don't get me yeah. wrong. That is correct. But no. he did catch a leg kick and then took him down. But, okay, but, then, Ty, I got a question for you. How do you think Kamar Usman's going to win this fight? Yeah. GSP style, like against BJ Penn, man. He's going he's gonna to fight real smart. 
He's going to pin him against the cage. He's not even going to try that hard to get the takedown. He's just going to work him in the clinch with dirty boxing, hang on him, make that blood rush to the five shoulders. Five-round decision. Oh, five-round decision. And here's the thing. Oh, yeah. like yeah. You're right. Yeah. He, Nick, okay. he could that's have all, some that's great – That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. No, I and don't, well, I just want to finish my thing, is that he may have <laughs> some great takedown defense, Nick. He might yeah. stuff every single takedown. Maybe. We could yeah. say that. But here's the thing. Is he going to be able – to fire off those shots like he wants to. No, because he's going to be thinking about the takedown all the time. He's going to be worried about getting pinned on the fence. He's going to be so absorbed, in my mind, with the game plan of Usman and what Usman's going to do is that he's not going to be first. He's going to be out of whack, and he's not going to be able to put together what he wants to do is what I see happening. Did you – wait, wait, sorry, Ty, Ty, did did you just hit like a recorder? Did you just press play on the recorder? Because I feel like you said that exact same thing when the Ben Askren fight was on. Uh, oh, <laughs> I think yeah. you did. And let oh. me tell you, the best oh, okay. case scenario Sorry. for a Jorge Masvidal happened because no one's <laughs> out here thinking to themselves, you know what, Jorge stuffed every takedown, wasn't going to get taken down. He was just going to tool this dude from start to finish. Oh. Best case scenario happened for and I'll you know, bet it. Bro, I'm I want to so, drink the Kool-Aid, guys. I'm I so lucky it. on that fight because I was going to bet on Jorge straight up, and Ty talked me out of it, told me. I think that night you actually told me I was dumb as well for doing that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And thank God I went against you, though, and said I'm putting in this under bet because I think the under was like plus 300 or something stupid, if I remember correctly. Better. And that was even better. And, you know, just to get a little rush because it was, a, you know, an odd like that. And hey, it worked out. Yeah, you know, I think for me and Zach, the keys to victory here, it's gonna, if it's going to happen, it's honestly possibly going to happen in the last 10 seconds of every round when they're do a, or it's going to happen in a breakaway when Jorge does finally get off the side of the cage. If he can get a couple quick cracks off and wobble this dude, that's how he wins the fight. That's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go out there and say Kamar Usman is not going to go in there and crotch sniff for 25 minutes. I think Kamar Usman is going to go in there and he is going to try to stand and actually fight Jorge Masvidal. And when he starts to lose the exchanges, he will resort to wrestling. Um, but I don't think that that's his primary prerogative. I think he wants to stamp his name in history as one of the greatest welterweights of all time. And I think he would like more than anything to finish um, Jorge Masvidal. Do I see that happening? Probably not. But I do think that that would be his goal. That, and that could be true too, which that could be his demise in his own head, obviously, which would be great for us, you know what I mean? Anyone Look, this, who bets on him. Yeah, for you guys, the only thing I would say to you is this assumption that you're coming up with that he's going to try to stand and bang with a striker, he's never done that in his career. Well, he didn't get Colby. Tailed, so Colby but no, but Colby's not a striker. That's not what Colby's known for. Colby is an elite-level wrestler with insane cardio. Yes, he can strike, but he is not known for striking. He is not Ty. He has not fought no. Ty. He has not fought a striker in his division. He has four unanimous decision wins before beating Colby Covington over Tyrone Woodley, Rafael Dos Anjos, Damian Maya, and whoever the hell That's a good point. Weber but, Meek is. So but you're talking about taking down guys approach. who are harder. Like, you're talking about taking a guy like Tyrone Woodley who can knock you out with one punch and is an elite Ooh, level wrestler and taking his them. His performances lately have not proven very good for Look, him, man, you know? at the end of the day. His rap no, career obviously took Zach, stop. Stop. <laughs> at the end of the day, who – name the people who've beaten Tyrone Woodley. Oh, that's right. Only Burns and Usman. 
because well, he's considered he the rock. greatest welterweight. Con- he's the greatest welterweight title holder well, since George St. Pierre. Don't forget Stephen so, Thompson did beat him. No, he didn't. They didn't. He never won the fight. Did he win? Not a chance. In my he, opinion, he won. Oh, <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter right now, bro. A draw was a his draw. His record, yeah. His record speaks for itself. He beat him in the rematch. Yeah. Look, guys, I'm right. just telling you, you just got to look at history. And the history says Usman shoots for the takedown. Ty, Ty, and close the, Ty, close the books and feel it in your plums. Okay, oh, man, Deep I can't wait. Rumbling <laughs> in your plums. <laughs> look, man, I'm looking forward to this fight. I hope, you know what, guys? I hope I'm wrong. I hope. Jorge wins because it's going to be some exciting fights in the future. He's going to make that division even more entertaining. Do I think it's good for the actual contenders and the best guys in the division? No, but it's going to make it way more exciting. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. The 100%. good old Gilbert Burns. It's going to be a circus. Yeah. If Jorge wins. Who's been yeah. in the UFC yeah. for he'll prob- a fucking he'll, minute. <laughs> he'll, probably let, he'll probably let Conor McGregor cut in line <laughs> for a good old welterweight <laughs> shot, you know. Where that yeah. money at? Yeah, and Conor McGregor is 0-1 in the world to weight division. He's going to get a final yeah. shot. God damn. Go. What a shit show. Like, this, is a U- this is a UFC, okay? Come on now. We don't give we don't give. This isn't Bellator. Yeah, come yeah. on now. You want to go to a more official establishment? Get down the road. Yeah. So, there you have it, folks. Uh, we got um, two yays for Holloway and two yays for Masvidal. And our... Our almighty leader here has Hussein and Volkanovsky. So follow me to the promised land. <laughs> this will be interesting. I'm just gonna put some more. I tie hates when I say this shit, but it's gotta be. It's true, and it weighs heavily on gambling, guys. You got three main title fights. I would be amazed if all three favorites win. I would be truly yeah, amazed. I would be that. shocked as well. So yes, gotta, that's very true. So um, look at that. Just which one is it? It could even be two. Did Ty take all three favorites? Ty has taken all three favorites. And I've taken all three yeah. underdogs, haven't I? Correct. Oh, and really? I love it. Yeah. I'm telling you, as a gambling man, I fucking love it. <laughs> I mean... Oh, and just real quick, we just got to say, my, Nick and I both agree on our lock of the week is Rose Namajunas. Is that right, 100%, 100%. Nick? 100%. Okay, Zach, what's your lock of the week? You got one for us? You're going to plant your flag, bro? Fucking plant I will plant my fucking flag on Max Holloway beating Volkanovski. Yes. Okay, there you go. That's where I'm at. Yep. I love it. I think he is going to go down to history as the greatest uh, featherweight of all time. Hard to beat Jose Aldo, but since he's still in the game, he's kind of ruining his reputation in the long run. Um, Yeah, I think Max Holloway. I mean – just a little other about that one. I mean, Joe Rogan has said it himself that Max Holloway is the greatest featherweight of all time. Yeah, that he surpassed Jose. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just saying that that. Yeah, man. But everybody has their day, man. It's hard to bet against a guy like that, man. That's a hey. hard bet to make for sure. Do you, man? I make tough decisions all the Can day. You believe all Max the time. is only twenty. Max is only twenty nine. I know. I know. Yeah. No, actually, he's actually he's actually twenty eight. His birthday's in December. Yeah, it's crazy. No, he look the. What he's accomplished in his life is incredible and second to none. It is – he is ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait when you throw the bet in against Holloway all hammered that night. I can't wait to watch that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. He knows it's true. He knows what it's is true. The, <laughs> probably is the, is, the, is the Masvidal Usman line um, not coming down even though everybody's throwing money on Usman? It's not. I'm not it, I mean, on, on Masvidal. a little bit. It's moved like 10. 10 points is all it's oh, shit. so far. So, yeah. 
I think that's like right now, if so many people have thrown their bets in already, the, I mean, number one on Saturday will be the day it's going to move, right? Because the casinos are yeah. either going to trip the fuck out because they're going to be thinking if, if Masvidal pulls it off, they're going to get fucking hosed. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And especially right now in these times where there's not a lot of other sports going on, that could be like a disaster, obviously. So for Ty here, who's – I know he's going to bet on Usman. He'll – Luckily for him, I think on Saturday, the line should shift a little bit to where putting a bet down on Usman will make more sense than Masvidal, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that if you were to bet on Masvidal, you got to do it now. And yeah. if you're going to bet on Usman, 100%. definitely wait. You know? 100%. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'll, I'll look to see how much the line drops on Friday. And if the line drops down to, say, minus 220, something like that, I'll definitely be taking Usman there. If it hasn't dropped below, hasn't dropped to that yet, I'll probably wait till Saturday. Yeah, for my sure. bed and see where for it goes. Sure. Well, I always wait till the day of, personally. That's just me. Yeah, I would say if you're going to pick a favorite, you might as well wait till the day of because the chances of them leaning in the opposite direction isn't isn't the greatest. Well, that, I yeah. mean, I just usually wait anyway just to get a final. I know you already put a Masvidal bet in, didn't you? Absolutely. And my boy, we ride or die. Ride or die, baby. I forget what you got. Zach got it a little bit higher than the plus 210. I think he got it plus 230 or something like that. Yeah, I think you said 235 or something. There you go. But come on now. Most places it's still 240, so that was kind of a – Yeah, these are Caesar's Palace Sportsbook, just so everybody knows. Caesar's. Caesar's. All right, guys. Well, I'm fucking pumped. Three night more of sleeps – I just count the hours down each day and just wait. <laughs> I don't really do anything else but wait. And we're so much closer already. We're, we're an so hour closer, closer already. Thank God. Thank God. So, yeah. It's going right, to be guys. a fun Saturday night. We will be back for a recap show with you guys. Most likely. Well, actually, hang on a second. We're going to do a recap show and the following event for everyone on Monday, I believe, is what we're going to try and do here. Right, Ty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's the one on Wednesday. Is, there, is there another fight on fight? Wednesday? Yes. Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll try to have another show back up by them. We'll recap this card as well as go over some picks for that one as well. And then we'll see what happens. And then we got a real exciting after Wednesday. We got to get ready for next Saturday again. So it will be fun. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, guys. Peace out. Thank you for watching. All right, thick boy gang gang. Yep. (laughs) Peace.